Hello, fellow fans. I'm Mark. You now with me is my host, the quotable Brian. What up, Brian? Hey, everyone. Ah, such a good quote. Welcome, everyone, to UWF on the Chip and Company Podcast Network. On the last episode, Brian and I united to rank the top 20 highest-grossing blockbuster movies of all time. On this week's episode, Brian and I unite with a very special guest host to discuss this year's Halloween Horror Nights Orlando. Now get out your pizza fries and fog machines as UWF starts now. All right, let's do this one last time. Truth is, I am Iron Man. Football is life. I solemnly swear that I am up to no good. X never, ever marks this spot. Is Star Wars the one with the little wizard boy? This is the way. Avengers! Assemble. Ah, chills. Literal chills. Hello, fans. Thank you all for uniting with us as we talk about all things fandom. Please give us a rate or review wherever you listen so we can add with more fans out there on the Chip and Company Podcast Network. Follow UWF on Facebook, Instagram, X, Twitter. You'll have more fun with us there. I promise. Brian, how are you? I am fantastic, Mark. How are you? Were you, were you about to say I am Groot? I don't know why. I, I am I, Groot. Oh, you're doing that great. All right. Uh, Brian, the writer strike, actually this the morning of this recording, ended. So that means we're getting movies again and TV shows. Yay! <laughs> Cut the party music. Whoa. Whoa. What? Everybody thinks it's over, but it's not over. The writer strike is over. So this first part of production can start again. But now we've got months or at least weeks while these studios meet with the actors, guild, and everything before we can actually get productions back up and running. So we've still got at least probably a month to go before anything picks back up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is definitely a step closer. Uh, I did read it was the second longest strike holdout of all time. So it, it sounds like a lot of writers support the agreement. So good on them for getting what they wanted. And hopefully the actors, I don't know, Brian, I think the actors will get it done by October this year. Yeah, I think I think that's going to go fairly quickly. A lot of the writers' concerns, uh, it looks like we're completely based around AI because those were some of the biggest talking points that came out around it um i was critical of it from the standpoint of so we're going to do this again in three years because the contract was only signed for a three-year length apparently that's customary it's always a three-year deal and that just is what it is so no reason to be too glass half empty but uh i thought like three years was just kind of kicking the can down the road but apparently three years is what is normal yeah, I I didn't learn that either until I saw the renewal as well. I thought oh, three years they couldn't like do five. Oh, that's customary. All right. Well, I guess you know things change, the industry changes. But you know, I saw in there that the writers can decide whether or not they want assistance from AI to help them writing, but they cannot be forced into it. So little things like that, good on them. And hopefully, we can get movies going again. So actors, hope for the best. Marvel VFX workers are unionizing to get a better work environment. So I wish the best of luck to them all. 
Well, Brian, I mentioned we have a special guest host tonight, one that I'm very excited, one that is a great friend and fan of the show. We're also big fans of them. But first, let's hear from our sponsors. Hey guys, Dizlife Mark here, and I want to tell you all about the official travel partner here at Shipping Company. Let our good friend Sarah at Destination to Travel help you plan your next Disney vacation. Sarah specializes in planning dream vacations for your family. She's an authorized Disney vacation planner, and she can help with every step of your magical vacation. The best thing is that her services are 100% free. Want to travel beyond Disney? Sarah has you covered there too. Want to find out more? Fill out a trip request form over at the website at Chip Co. or email her directly at sarahsolberg at d2travel.com. Start planning that dream vacation today. Email her at sarahsolberg at d2travel.com. Welcome back, listeners. Thank you, sponsors out there. Brian, we have someone very special in the house, someone who makes everyone else's hairstyles look weak and not not great, so much so that others are trying to be in sync with this guest. Let's uh, let's hear it for the one, the only, the hardest working man in key business, Piano Rob. I'm not a threat, just an entertainer. Makes me sound yeah. like I'm a locksmith. <laughs> Call the locksmith. Hardest working in the key in the key business. <laughs> I was trying to think. I'm like, because I always try to figure. I'm like, no, he doesn't just work in Florida. He does other states. Where else can I pump? Like, how else can I pump up Rob? Well, welcome the one, the only piano Rob, my softball teammate, my really close friend, um, the man who was part of a lot of college program traditions at Disney World, and now you can still hear the lovely music of Piano Rob at Disney in multiple locations. Congratulations on Rose and Thank Crown. You. Thank so, you. Um, of course, I have not caught you there yet. I'm really sad about it. I went and had a Leaping Leprechaun. I was like, I'm going to go have a Leaping Leprechaun, listen to Piano Rob, and I got my days wrong, so I apologize. There will be more. Okay, good. Good, 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 good. Rob, we are having you on to discuss your favorite event of all time. It's actually been fun to stay tuned to your social media if you're not following rob on social media what are you doing start following him but rob you claimed on social media you just had the best day of your entire life so i would love to hear more about why and why this event means so much to you and who you got to share it with oh my goodness um it i didn't just say that either i think it was yesterday was the best actual day of my life because we got to do my favorite event halloween horror nights and we took the kids for the first time ever the kids did the event it was amazing amazing why now why why is this your favorite event ever i guess let's start there and then obviously i hope your kids are some of your favorite people on the planet so that makes that makes sense <laughs> so but i'd love to hear more about why halloween horror nights is the time you look forward to every year more than anything else the there is something so special about this thing for me. One, I love being in the parks at night and not just at night, super late at night. The park is open till 2 a.m. every night of Halloween Horror Nights. Um, it's still been pretty warm, but obviously the later you stay, the cooler it gets, which we don't always get in this state. So I love being in that atmosphere at night. I love that the houses are different every year. It's not like you're going to the same park for the same rides. Every year you have up about two months 
and then you may never see these houses again. They disappear. So you, I love to experience them as much as you can, and they change. Um, I love that you're on your feet the whole time for this event. Some people may disagree with me. It is, if you stay open to close, we will do 13 miles if we stay there. And we don't always stay open to close. But I love, I love that aspect of it. I feel accomplished. And then on top of it, it's exciting to go through the houses. Like you're, you're in the movie. You are, I feel like you're a character involved in whatever is going on in that house. And you feel a little, it's that adrenaline rush. You feel accomplished when you get out of it. All of these things combined, it's, it's my favorite event. Marky Mark, have you made it to 2 a.m. closing down one of these nights? Uh, this year? No. Um, so bless, bless Rob for that. <laughs> no. Um, the latest I made it this year was uh, 12.30. That was the latest. I, I don't think I've made even from my couch to my bed from 12.30. So you're doing better than well, me. Rob, there's going to be about, what, 45 to 50 total Horror Nights events this year. Are you going to make about half of those, maybe even more than that? I think about half is fair. Okay. We usually go... 15 to 20 something and like i said some of those we might go for an hour and a half one night like maybe i'll get out of work at at, at midnight and we'll run over there for an hour hour and a half and do what we can you're just getting your annual pass worth of free parking that's what you're doing <laughs> you're right well and well and at that point it's free anyway but the last hour you could do four to five houses in the last hour that it empties out usually yeah yeah and i usually Rob i usually didn't make it that late either well, Rob, you and I, uh, I, I did stay and scream the last Sunday of my pass. Um, I think I, I got in line before you. It was closer to four, and that was my first experience with stay and scream. It could for those for those unaware of what stay and scream is, Mark, can you share what that oh. means for those of the our listeners that could be attending the event? Stay and scream is where you get into the park early. Um, annual pass holders. Um, day ticket guests, and then you join a queue, a holding area in certain parts of the park. And then at a certain point, they move you forward for different houses. And then you get early access, like uh, me and my family did Stranger Things. So the park opens at six. We were able to get into Stranger 30. Things at about, huh? Oh, 630? 630. Ooh. We were able to get into Stranger Things about an hour early. We did three houses um before the park opened is so, it a, it's an additional fee i would assume no it's part of your ticket you as long it. as you're in the park and you have a ticket to the event rob there's ahead. one of two ways you can yeah. also pay an extra 40 dollars to just get a stay and scream ticket and you can yep. get in any time after three okay yep interesting so it uh it, it it's definitely a lot of standing around um, but, and I'm sore, I'm so sore, but it, it was worth it. Like I said, to get three houses done before the park opened and it ended up being a busy night. So good morning, I'm Wilfred Brimley. And I'd like to talk to you for a few minutes about diabetes. You're an old man. <laughs> That's how I felt, Brian. I had even my good shoes on the fact that <laughs> I'm saying I have good shoes. Were they Brooks had, or were they Asics? They're hokas or hawkas. <laughs> I don't know how you say them. What? Who? Um, Who? Yep. It is hoka. Okay, hoka. I had my hokas on. I was ready. 
um, about midway through the night, I just felt my feet hurting, but I was with my very young and youthful nieces, the two Utes. Um, and I am really <laughs> fighting the urge to hit the Wilford Brimley button a second time. And, and like, they wanted to keep going. They wanted to close it down. And you saw all the adults just hurting body soreness. Um, I, I exercise regularly, but Halloween Horror Night Stay and Scream and then hanging out with youthful people um, was just hurt my body more than any exercise I've done lately. <laughs> well, so before we get into this game, Rob, you've talked about this event and what it's meant to you in the past. At the end of our newlywed game, I want we're talking for the most part about Halloween Horror Nights 32. We're talking about 2023's edition of Halloween Horror Nights. However, Rob, you said it's a different event every year. But if you could come back, if you could bring one house back from the dead, what's your favorite house of all time? I would love to hear Ooh. that answer. We'll save that till the very end of the game, though, so you don't have to answer okay. now. But um, okay. I would assume, well, I, I wouldn't assume. I know for a fact that your, your history of this event is much more extensive than mine, but I do have an answer. I did not get to do Halloween Horror Nights 32 this year, so I'm going to be doing just a lot of question asking for those of our listeners that hopefully want to attend or learn more about the event to attend next year. Makes me so sad, Brian. Are we ready to play the Newlywed Horror Nights game? Yes. All right. Each of our contestants have things that they can write down on. So, Rob, you're writing down what you think Mark's answer is going to be. And, Mark, you are writing down what you think Rob's answer is going to be. I will do the audio portion of reading what those say. And then you will give your answer when needed. Let's get started. The first. Now, all these answers should be from Halloween Horror Nights 32, 2023 only. What is your least favorite scare zone? Marky Mark, what are the five scare zones? The scare zones that are playing tonight are Dark Zodiac over on Hollywood Boulevard, Odd Fellow Collection of Horror, Jungle of Doom, Shipyard 32, Horror Unhinged, and Vamp 69, Summer of Love. Nice. Um... Okay, so for those that aren't aware, so yeah, Mark, write down what you think Rob's least favorite scare zone is. Rob, Mark's. A scare zone is something on the streets in between part. Like if you're walking from an attraction to an attraction, it's just kind of an environment, if you will. It's not a true house, but you can literally experience it all night if you wanted to. Yeah, and I mean, for everyone else playing at home, Dark Zodiac was in Hollywood. Odd Fellow Collection of Horror is right there at the entrance of the park at the split in the road. Jungle of Doom is over by the NBC survey um, on the way to Animal Actors. Shipyard 32 is over by the Family Ride, Fast and Furious. And then Vamp 69 is in New York. All right. Rob, what have you written down that you expect is Marky Mark's least favorite scare zone? I'm, I was between two, I think. Let's see if I'm right. I said Shipyard 32 is Mark's least favorite. Mark, is he correct? Sorry, Rob. No, it's okay. Okay. It's my least favorite area to walk through because of how congested it gets. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> what is your least favorite? I'm curious. I am curious. Okay. Um, my least favorite is going to be Dark Zodiac. Real? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and 
I have nothing but love for characters as a former character, especially. Um, but just there were times where the fog, I couldn't see where I was going. And then it became the street where there was too many, I'm going to be Wolfer Brimley again, too many social media people just filming and taking pictures. And there wasn't just this. Yeah, they were just slowing things down. We'll talk about social see, I- media and pictures because there's one particular one coming up that I want to ask you guys about. Go ahead, Rob. Sorry. No, no. I was going to say it's it's funny. I haven't had that problem. For, that's usually the quietest, I think, scare zone wow. because it's not really on the way to anything. You have to really yeah. go out of your way to go to that scare zone. True. I, I definitely, now you say that, I did walk around that one a lot. <laughs> yeah. Marky well, Mark, what did you think was Rob's least favorite scare zone? Um, I'm going to go with the one, I'm going to go the one right by the entry, the odd fellow. So it's, it, it's not up there for me, but I actually was, the, I thought we were going to agree. Shipyard mm. 32, I think was my least favorite. It just doesn't do it for me. That scares up. I, I didn't quite understand the storyline for it at first, but I didn't mind it. All right. Next question. Your least favorite house. I would look, Mark, I know you have these notes in front of you. Rob, can you tell us the 10 favorite houses? Mark, fill in any blanks that he may miss. What okay. the 10 houses are? Um, the the Blood Moon house. Um, the Exorcist Believer house. That sounds terrifying. Strange, Stranger Things 4. Dueling Dragons. Choose Thy Fate. Um, Yeti uh, camp, Campground Kills. Chucky, Ultimate Kill Count, Dr. Uh, Oddfellow's Origin Tales, The Last of Us, The Darkest Deal, and Monsters Unmasked. I believe that is all 10 without even stuttering. No, and he did like the full name. He didn't even cheat. Nice work. It's like not just Expedition Everest, but Expedition Everest, the Forbidden Mountain. I didn't even get it right. I love it, man. I love it. All All right. right. So So write down the least favorite house. I don't know what writing it down does other than being more official. It's it's fun. It's fun. It is fun to write it down. It takes and, us and back I got this our... I got this dry erase board I don't get to use often. Hashtag at piano underscore Rob on Instagram. All right. We'll okay. start with Marky Mark this time first. Marky Mark, what do you think Rob's least favorite house of the 10 is that he's still probably done at least four or five times? All right. For Rob's least, I'm going to go Darkest Deal. You're, you're wrong. I actually enjoy that one. Oh, good. Okay. Rob, the correct it. answer is? You're going to be surprised. My least favorite house consistently this year, Stranger Things. That disappoints me tremendously, uh, but I don't want to get caught up in that right now, but I am going to ask yeah, you about that later on. Yep. So, Rob, what do you think Mark's least favorite house is? I have a feeling, and I could be wrong. I went with Chucky. Mark? Wow. He- he nailed it. Yep, it's Chucky. I think yep. we're going to hear more about that house from Rob later on, too. Mark, why does Chucky disappoint in three sentences or less? Uh, the cue, the scares, the weight. I said three sentences. You, sh- you made them short sentences. Fair enough. All right. Oh, you know me. I'm going to get on a rant. I'm just <laughs> We will move on to the next one. The most overrated house you may have heard. Now, Rob, this very well could be Stranger Things because I think 
to call it your least favorite, and I my expectations would be high. I would say that that can in, can be included here, but I will not answer for you. Mm -hmm. I got mine written down for Mark too. Rob, are you ready okay. to? What is Mark's most overrated house? All right, I could be wrong, but I did go again, and it's the hype is big for it. But I said Stranger Things, even for Mark. I think it might be the most overrated that's there. Yeah, he's right. It's it's pretty. I'm so sad. Uh, it, it's pretty, and scenes are well done from the show, but you're, yeah. So at least with Ghostbusters, you're walking through the movie, and they had scares. So my turn. It is your turn. What is Rob's uh, most overrated house? I'm going to say Stranger Things. You are correct, sir. You are correct. I am on the board. All right. We will now move on to the delicious new food. Listen to Diz Life podcast. Mark and I played Eat It or Yeet It around the Disney parks this week. Also, we've probably plugged this already, but on the Disney Creator Corner on the Chip and Company Podcast Network, a feature on Piano Rob. You guys ever heard of that guy? Mm. That is now available on the Chip and Company Podcast Network as well. So, Rob, thank you so much for sitting down with me and Mark for that. Thank you for sitting down with me and the other Mark for this. That's what I like to do. I, I hang out with Brian's and Mark's. That's my favorite thing. <laughs> All right. Marky Mark, what is Rob's favorite new food from the event? Um... This this was a challenge. It um, is. We'll we'll talk more about it because we we kind of before we hit record we were talking about just how god awful the lines were this year. Um, but favorite food, new food or food in general? By the way, favorite new food is the question. new food. Okay, I wanted to make sure. Okay. Um, I think we're gonna kind of use this game as our outline to talk about the event when the game's over. I think yeah. that's probably yeah yeah, the best yeah absolutely. Way to go. Um, new food, uh, the, the Hawaiian pizza. So believe it or not, it's one of the ones I haven't tried yet. So maybe you would have been right, but I haven't gotten to it. Yeah. Do, um, you, do I, you eat when you go to the parks usually for this event? We usually have at least one or two things okay. every time we go. But like Mark said, and we'll get to it. The lines have been a little crazy and other things. My favorite thing that I've had this year that's new is actually the duck. They have a duck like pot pie thing that's over by where the DeLorean and stuff is um, by the animal actor uh, stage. Yeah. Um, and, and we talked about it earlier. There's another item there that I haven't been able to get yet, even though I tried three times. But the duck was amazing. It was amazing. It was delicious. Interesting. Rob, what is Mar Mark's new favorite food item? And again, I could be wrong because I don't know what he's tried yet. I said the walking taco sounds delicious mark looks frozen to me is he frozen to you he does look frozen but i thought he could be really deep in thought as yeah, well yeah he's a walking taco okay. is your favorite food mark because i don't know what you've tried either is it the walking yeah. taco i i don't even know what that is but it sounds wonderful okay. <laughs> i had a feeling i had a feel it does sound delicious uh for me it was the um I even tried the hot dog that everybody was fearing over by the exorcist. But okay. for me, it was the uh, pizza skull. Oh, okay. All right. I did I not consider the pizza skull new because I thought it was the same one they had last year. Is it old? Okay. Then, um, I mean, I'll, I'll go with the, um, the, uh, funfetti hot dog then. 
Okay. So if the pizza skull is old, I'll go with the Funfetti hot dog. Is that twisted potato thing back again this year? Twisted they're, always. They're it's always, always there. there. Okay. And they've gotten bigger with it. I don't get it, but yeah. All right. And and I personally, I feel they're soggier, but we'll get into that, I'm sure. <laughs> there yeah. are three shows. Marky Mark, what are the three shows? Um, I actually went with four shows. Four shows. Yeah. So you had the Death Eaters encounter. That was new. So we're in uh, Diagon Alley. Then you had Nightmare Fuel, Revenge Dream. You had the Megans. And you had Dr. Oddfellow. I'm counting it as a show because, well, he had a stage. He had a microphone. And it was right at the entrance of his little, like, or in the middle of his scare zone. So a stage and a microphone. I think that's a show. He doesn't seem as cool as the pumpkin on stilts, but. Oh, my God. The the pumpkin pumpkin, lord. Yeah, that's that's the one. The pumpkin lord king. That's not Jack Skellington. Yeah. That's the one. That kind of looks like the pumpkin candy. So of the four shows, Rob, what is Mark's favorite of the four? I am saying Death Eaters. No. No, okay, I'm wrong. I would have thought it would have been Death Eaters, too. That surprises Me, me. Me, too. So I went there really excited. Um, and, you know, it's cool. Some of those Death Eaters are very friendly. Um, but, nah. Uh, I was actually underwhelmed. Uh, yeah. So it wasn't it wasn't as much of a show as I thought. You weren't just whelmed, uh, but you were underwhelmed? Yeah. I can't ever just be whelmed. I think in France. <laughs> um, for Rob, I'm going to go the Megans. My, my, I love the Megans, but mine was the Death Eaters. I, I, I love that they're there. But what was your fit? You didn't tell me what your favorite was. Um, mine. Okay, so I actually never saw a full Megan show because honestly, if it wasn't for TikTok, I wouldn't have known they existed because I went to all their different locations, never saw them. This is so what I want to ask about, like talking about like social media people like try just kind of camping out and not being able to get close to see it i it, rob if it weren't for you i wouldn't know it existed see and i got lucky one, one of the cool things that i think about this event is they don't give you set times for some of the things you kind of have to be in the right place at the right time because they don't want to draw crowds and i got very lucky i think it was the first night we went that i happened to be there when the megans came out like there was a little bit of a, a crowd i'm like what are these people here and the Megans came out. And, it, and I'm sure some people have seen this. If you haven't seen the TikTok I made, I, I only heard the High School Musical song in it. And it matches up perfectly. And I had to, I had to do it. But um, it's just cool. It's cool. They look they look incredible. The, the dance number fits. It's perfect for the movie and for the event. I'll, I'll go into longer thoughts on the shows. But uh, Dr. Oddfellow, I, that was just a cute little, like, uh, set up and everything. Um, honestly, I since Bill and Ted's left, I think the shows have just been lacking. So, yeah. agreed. All right, the best looking of the th- of the ten houses. What's the, just scenery wise? Just how pretty it is. Yep. What set is, pieces? Yeah. Uh, effects. Uh, I feel like they had a lot of effects. The costumes, just everything. So. I would love to hear your gold standard of this one, too. Like, just the best set pieces you've ever seen in a Halloween Horror Nights house. Maybe not just this year. I'd love to hear that answer, too, if you guys have it. Uh, Marky Mark, what do you think Rob thinks the best-looking house is this year? uh, Best-looking for Rob. 
What is the Rob standard of houses this year? Um, I'm going to go with Dueling Dragons. You are correct, sir. Dueling Dragons is a fantastic set. Nice. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah well, I'm, I'm sure we'll get into it. If you're a fan of the old ride that was at Islands of Adventure, they did it justice. It's all castle pieces, huge dragons. It's phenomenal. That's cool. Yep. Rob, what do you think Mark thinks the best looking house I is? I went with the Blood Moon house for Mark. Believe it or not, that was my number two choice. It almost okay. was my number one. It was my number one up until the last night I went. Which okay. was unseated by? Dueling Dragons. Dueling Dragons. Okay. okay. Just seeing the lighting effects through the house, like the spells being cast, and then the two big dragons, just I thought that was well done and creative. Uh, where is Dueling Dragons located in the park? Towards the front, right after the Jimmy Fallon entrance. Okay, so where Poltergeist and Stranger Things used to be in that yes, area? Yes, that same yeah. area. But between, yeah, or between where Jimmy Yeti, Fallon where and Yeti was store. a few years ago, I guess. Okay. Yes, yes. Okay, cool. Um, all right. Favorite scare zone? Doesn't sound like it's Shipyard 32 for either one of you. <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb and say that one. Rob, what do you think Marky Mark's favorite scare zone is? I have a feeling we're going to be, well, we'll see, Vamp <laughs> 69. And I have a feeling for Rob, it's 69. Yes, sir. Are we both right? Yeah. This scare zone by far is above and beyond all the rest of them. Um, and the biggest thing that it's the only thing actually, Mark, well, this is like a little complaint I have about this year's event. It's really the only good music of the entire event. Sometimes you get other good music in other places. It's all, it's all sixties music, hippies, hippie vampires. Who do you think it's you are to complain about music? <laughs> in years past, we had so much good music. You had the Ghostbusters theme where you had never ending yeah. story. This year, the music is really lacking. Like even when you get to The Last of Us, it's the it's the slow acoustic guitar, like from the game. Like there's no this this zone just it kicks. I the only thing I wish is that and I was thinking of the Robert Rodriguez movie from Dust Till Dawn. I wish they would had like a vampire band on the stage. Like they might not have had to be playing, but just doing something on the stage that would have been cool. I did enjoy that the whole park erupted whenever Sweet Caroline came on. Yes. I'm I'm Funny picturing I'm picturing this being in front of the mummy. Is that where this one is? That's yep. exactly okay. where it is. Cuz it's, and, it's and, it sounds like the New Year's one they did a couple years ago. Yeah. Uh, funny little story that you guys will both appreciate since Mark just said that. Me and Allie were leaving the event uh, the like two times ago that we had gone. We're stopped right in front of the parking garages we're leaving. Sweet Caroline comes on the radio in my car. And the employees for Universal, the landscaping crew, are cutting down branches of a tree with chainsaws. So I'm in the car leaving the event <laughs> like we're still there with Sweet Caroline and chainsaws. It was it was amazing. That's Allie awesome. took a video of it. It's great. Rob, Rob, you're you're saying Allie. Didn't something very special just happen with you and Allie recently? What was it? Well, again, it's not just my favorite event. It's her favorite event. It's our Christmas. So we got engaged before the first uh, going of the season. It was wonderful. You romantic. I, you romantic. I guess I won't guy. be able to quaff that hair anymore. It's <laughs> fine. It's fine. Congratulations. That's Thank very you. exciting, Rob. Congratulations. Yes. 
All right, let's move on to the next one. The scariest house, the house that you were terrified the most in. It may not even be a good terrified. <laughs> I think I already know my, what my answer would be having not attended the event, but there's one that's just too real world scary for me. Marky Mark, what do you think Rob thinks the scariest house is? For Rob, the scariest house. Um, Rob, do you even get go... scared anymore at these things? I I, I get jumpy at, at times. Okay. Where are you? I'm going to go Exorcist. That was my number two. Okay. Number two. Mo Monsters Unmasked is still my scariest. That that was like, I loved that house so, so much. Um, I now I'm with I thought for you I said Exorcist as well that you would be the scariest for you. Blood Moon every time okay. they were on point. Okay, I love the story of it and everything. That, Blood Moon. That's the that would have been third for me, but I agree we're we're in the same ballpark. These these yeah. are the scariest ones. Huh? Yeah, Exorcist. No, thank you. No, thank you. All I, three I of. I didn't take the kids into any of those. Like, like just knowing for the first time for the kids, like those, I'm like, I'm not even going near these. Ones. Yeah, yeah, that's the right I, choice. I, I think for underrated, that's not one of our questions, right? No. I, I think for underrated, um, Monsters Unleashed would get my vote if we did an underrated house. All right, let's talk favorite house. For whatever Ooh. reason, it's your absolute favorite. Rob, what do you think Marky Mark's favorite house of the event is? Knowing the uh, the fan he is of these parks, I think Dueling Dragons is his favorite this year. It it is a top three. Ooh, I'm so okay. sorry. I it's did okay. like. I, I it was pretty. It even had the choose your own ending, and that was great. So. Here's here's a hot take. Every year, I feel like I can tell you my favorite house. This year, it was kind of a challenge. And I don't know if that's saying, like, it was a good, strong year that they were all close to each other. But it was actually very challenging for me to pick a favorite house. Um, but I'm going to go um, Blood Moon for my favorite house. All right. Doesn't yeah. shock me. Yeah. Um, All right, Marky Mark, what about for Rob? What's his favorite house? Hang on, I'm having technical difficulties with my phone or my pen. Here we go. Um, I'm going to go with Betty the Yeti. It is my it is my number 2. I thought uh, it was I thought I thought it was going to be my number 1 cuz you know I love Yeti. Um, but dude, second year in a row, that monster's house has my heart and my soul. It's amazing. Good choice. I Good love choice. it. Good choice. Rob, favorite house ever at Halloween so Horror my Nights. So my favorite house to date ever, and this is why I know Mark probably told it, was the last Yeti, Terror of the Yukon. So did, they, did so they reuse a lot of the set pieces? I've done that one. You, um, They... Re Universal is great in general at repurposing stuff. So the Yeti costumes are pretty much always going to be the same. The set pieces, some yes, some no, because they move them around to different houses. Like the Exorcist house this year, 
is ba is the same house as the Halloween house. Like that's their house setup. Like so, but they put the props in different places. The scares are different, but they do repurpose their props excellently. Okay. So the Yeti from 2018, 2019? That's your favorite 19, house of I, all I time. Think, I, I think it was 19. That house was great. We that had was a, fun every time. What was most surprising about that house to me was how not dark inside it was. It was very lit up. Yeah. So. And they still got me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Marky Mark, Rob, we're going to come back to you on the best looking house of all time. But Marky Mark, what's your favorite house of all time? Uh, for me, it's going to be the Dead Silence house. That's what brought me to Orlando. It's what got me a job in the theme park world and to meet such so many wonderful people. So dead silence. All right. I'm a sucker for IP. Uh, the Ghostbusters, or actually the Stranger Things one house is really what got me to the event for the first time. Um, I thought that that one was actually really fun. Ghostbusters was a blast. I yeah. thought Beetlejuice was incredible. Like I loved yeah. the Beetlejuice house. So. Those are the three that I remember the most. I'm a sucker for for that Stranger Things one. They had Poltergeist that year. It was good. Like I'm a yeah. sucker for IP though. So um I think I think that's what I'm gonna go with. I actually really liked that inside of the pumpkin one from twenty twenty one as well. The, it was the great, pumpkin. One too, yeah. yeah. I thought that one was good. The subway one last year was good. There's been so many good that ones, but yeah. I haven't been I haven't been to the event as many times as you guys. Rob, best looking house, best just what they what they did with the set pieces, just everything. What's the best and, one you've ever seen? And it's funny because my memory, you know, it fades. That's the other thing about this. Like right. that's and I didn't always go as many times. And in a lot of years before 2019, 2018, I'd go once or twice maybe. So I, I don't remember them all as well. But I I think th there was a 3D Wonderland house just to give honorable mention to a couple of years ago that was great. But I think the staple in recent years has become that dead man's pier house that they did the, the something wharf the, mm -hmm. that, yes. that house stepped it up to another level of people just enjoying set design. I feel. And now the, I think you're going to see a house like that every year where they really do a big set design. I feel like it's kind of blood moon ish this year, but, uh, but yeah, that, that, that dead man's pier one was really yeah. good. Yeah. That was, that was a great one. Mark, what about you? One that you remember just thinking, I can't believe how pretty this is. Um, you said it with Ghostbusters, just stepping into the firehouse. Shout out to the Shining House. Um, you know, I may think the movie is overrated, but the Shining House was beautiful. Um, and you you brought it up. Poltergeist was amazing. But the 2007, the big house that year, um, you had Leatherface, Jason, and Freddy. And Freddie went to like a sleep clinic. It was almost Dream Warriors ish, and that that was intense. So, but you said it they, when they get an IP, they nail it. Yeah. Well, they didn't nail it. It sounds like I want to start right there. Rob called it his least favorite and the most overrated house. Stranger Things. This is an IP they should nail. What happened? So, the set is good i don't want to take anything away from the set design it's not my favorite stranger things house i think when they did the second one with the scoops ahoy and the mind flayer and all that i think that house was much better done yeah the mall um, the mall was really well done for that the mall one. was really good you're missing a lot of characters from stranger things in this season like uh, I, I don't know if, uh, can we give little spoiler alerts or should i not tell who's missing i don't know what we're doing 
Oh, yep, we gotta give a spoiler alert. If like, you're going and want to be totally surprised, stop listening. But we're trying ahead. to give you most of, of we can about the event. So spoiler ahead, yeah. Rob. Yep. Um, th there's no Hopper. There's no Joyce. There's no Will. There's no Jonathan. There's no Mike. Like that, you're missing so many of the characters of the show. Yep. Um, most of your scares are, are Vecnas. There's only two Demogorgons, and honestly, I've missed their scares most of the time. They're not there. The so, last one is like good. It's the great that... if it gets you. I have yeah. it. Never gets me. I'm always missing it. Um, I so feel like there should it, be I, more I, actors. It's a lot of grandfather clocks and Vecnas, huh? That's what the house is. Basically, um, there's there's one room that's visually beautiful because it's that scene where you're looking into the upside down. So above you is one room and you're in another that that like I love visually that, that stuff everyone, is great. Everyone goes crazy for them in the upside down when it's um, them on top of the trailer doing the Metallica song. Another great scene. Yes, that's the other great scene. You have Eddie and Dustin at one point, and both of them played to my youngest son yesterday, which was amazing. The whole time oh, we were in that room, oh, he was dressed cool. in his Dustin shirt. He had the hat, the the thinking cap, and they see, played to him. See, I'm a great. like I said, I'm a sucker for IP. I, you're just talking about this. I still feel like I'd fall for it. And I love that you know the costumes look great. And Brian, Brandon Rushmore, the game where everything's made up and the points don't matter. And I'm gonna be even more evil on this one. Um, so for all of our listeners at home, Brian is smart, thinks of things very quickly, so I like to stump him whenever I can with a random rush mooring. Rob, this is also for you, and this yeah. is for you both. Should you choose to accept this random rush mark? Well, you don't have a choice, you're on the show. Um, I wanna know your top four costumes of all time from your kids. So not for each. I want to know your top four costumes that your children have done. Okay. Come uh, on, Papa Bears. My first one uh, that comes to mind is my son was four. My daughter was two, three. No, they're two years apart. So she was two. My wife had sewed uh, some pillowcases together stuffed them made her round so she was a boulder and he was indiana jones um love it when she was only like six months she was the wasp and he was ant-man oh um let's see mickey's very merry christmas or not so scary halloween party ray would have been like a year and a half so that would have put the other kids we were all avengers but ray was a uh, she had a white pot that she stuck her legs through and could walk around, but she was potted plant Groot. And four would be, I, gotta, I guess I got to include Parker too. I got four kids. I got to at least have one of each. Uh, <laughs> last year, she was she was just an adorable little pig with a little curly tail and a tutu. Oh, that's cute. Rob, I, I wrote him down quick. I mean, costume. I wrote him, I wrote him down quick so I wouldn't forget. One year we did the Avengers, so Robbie was Captain America and Roman was Hulk, which was great. Cute. Um, we did Mary Poppins one year, where, um, like I was a chimney sweep, Bert. Robbie was like when they're in the painting, Bert with like the colorful jacket, and Roman was still little, so he was a penguin. Yeah, I was gonna say there's gotta be a penguin in there. That's awesome. <laughs> yep. Uh, and then one year with their cousins, they all went as different Ninja Turtles. 
Yeah. Yeah. And one year we did Peter Pan. Robbie had, again, they were very little. So Robbie had this great Captain Hook costume, and Roman was the crocodile, TikTok croc. I was. I thought you were going to play off the pudge and make him Mr. Smee. No, no, he was too little. He was. Too, he was. He was still too little. So it was funnier to have him as the as, in a croc outfit, and we put a clock on him. It was great. That's awesome. I'm going to give a shout out to one of my nieces for one year going as the DJ Marshmallow. Um, did I have to look up who that DJ was? Yes. Yeah, did. did I learn of this DJ? Good morning. Of her? Yes. I'm Wilfred Brimley, and I'd like to talk to you for a few minutes about diabetes. You're old. Anyways, thank you all for playing my random Rushmore of Great who's one. your or what was your favorite kid's costume? Great one. <laughs> but yes, that was Stranger Things. Um, you know, interesting set pieces, but just felt like we had seen it before with wait times when it's between 90 minutes and two and a half hours. It hit um, 200 yesterday. 200 saw minutes. that. So I definitely like told my family, I'm glad we did stay in screen for this one. Um, it and like you said, I, I loved the one year where you're walking into the house to never ending story playing. Now, granted, um, being the young hip person I was walking into this house, spoiler alert, um, having Chrissy wake up stuck in my head I love because that of it. So much. <laughs> That's all I kept thinking when I went through the first room. So there's been three Stranger Thing houses. There was one, two, three, and four. Yeah. Which yep. is Rob, it sounded like you said two, three was your favorite of the three. Yeah, two, three, then one, then four. Okay. In that order. Same yeah. order, Marky Mark. Yep. All right. He gets me. All right. I mean, uh, now we're playing a dating game, but in this case he gets me. We should go back to playing the dating game. I didn't play the last question. The icons. Mark, how many icons are there, and who is the other person's favorite? There are a lot of icons. <laughs> Sorry for all of there's you. Not usually, there's not usually that many icons, are there? They're, they used to do them every year, and then they took a break, and then they just kept recycling Jack here and there, and then there was the year where they had all of them. Um, I This year, it was Dr. Oddfellows. Um, I mean, I liked him. He was new. They kept it very dis distinct and distant from a certain Disney villain, I think is the best way to put it. Yeah. Um, but I liked his little show. I love how he warmed up the crowds that were ready to tear down the entrance gates. So I think he was a fresh villain. Okay. So are we playing favorite icon of, of them all, or are we just talking about whether we like him or not? Favorite? Oh man, I don't. Favorite icon, Rob? Do you know your favorite icon off the bat? I I think I do, but it's not a it's not a it's not really a surprise. There's, there's one that just he makes the event. That being, that's Jack. It has to be Jack. I mean, it's not. It's nothing against. He is just such a face of this event that like, and I can think of all of them. Like I like I there, there's Chance. There's the director. There's the usher. There's the uh, the storyteller. There's so many good ones. The the uh, is it the grave digger or is he called? Oh, something little else? little Cindy. Oh, the caretaker. Yeah, the caretaker. Um, um there's so ma- there's so many good with the terror queen. 
Yeah. I think I, actually mine's going to be the usher. I just love the idea of um, just him taking people through a, a horror movie house. I always thought they had a missed opportunity where the usher was working uh, the premiere of the director's film. And that could have been a really great house to combine the two icons. But yeah, I'm going to go with the usher for my favorite icon. Do you guys know one of my dreams in life is I would okay. love to be a, a Horror Nights icon. Ooh. Oh, my God. Already... We get you a piano that like oh, spits Mark, fire. Mark, <laughs> this isn't this isn't a half baked idea. I've already I have the whole character. It's all in there. Like, I just mm. I just. What is his name? Does he have a name? He's the he's the organist. And he he. He harvests organs and he plays the <laughs> organ and it's just genius. And I would be out there raw, like the way Oddfellow is out there or the Pumpkin King, even though the Pumpkin Lord is not an icon, but the way he was out there, put me out there. I would do it. I would make up songs. I would do it. It would be, I would have the best time of my life and it so, would be a killer icon. I just need to know, Pun like intended. if you have a scare zone, is it going to be dead famous pianists? Like you're going to see Mozart, Elton John and, um, Elton John's not dead yet, man. If they Joel. did, if they did like they did for Oddfellow, where like he's in one place, but the other scare zones are still themed for him, of course that would be an excellent one. Of of like, okay. oh my god, that would be so much fun. Universal, I, yeah, this would be awesome. <laughs> um, it really, it, it's, they're gonna steal it. Like I'm almost afraid that I said it out no. loud now because I feel like they're just gonna take it and just give it to somebody else. That's not me. I know. Well, Piano Universal, if you would like to uh, talk to Piano Rob about this idea, please contact United We Fan on the Chip and Company <laughs> Podcast Network. Um, we will handle all communication Hang on, let's, um, until let's, the artist. Let's rewind and cut that. Rob's character is called the <laughs> and he would play the <laughs> and he would yeah. do there we go. And his scare zone would have lots of Perfect. <laughs> yes. Worst game Rob, of Mad Libs ever. That was such a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> it, that, well, thank you. I, it, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So we talked to icons. No, 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 no. Hang on. Brian, what would your like icon? Let's play that game. Brian, what would your Horror Nights icon be uh, if you had to come up with something real quick? A very sad Denver Broncos fan. <laughs> oh, my God. 50th <laughs> <and> 20th Street. <laughs> Ooh, 70th, 70th and 20th oh, 70, sorry. Street. <laughs> While Broncos fans wallow in their self-pity, this is a perfect time to hear from our sponsors. Is Disney World home to you? Realtor Victor Naraki can help make it a reality. Realtor Victor Naraki specializes in making your Disney home dreams come true. Second homes, investment homes, retirement, relocation. With Victor's input, he will show you the home opportunities that you don't get to see as a tourist. Imagine being at the park in minutes, walking around the world showcase for daily exercise watching the fireworks in your own backyard, or having Disney Springs as your local mall. Have you ever heard of Windermere, Winter Garden, Horizon West, Dr. Phillips, Claremont, Lake Nona, or Disney's own Celebration and Golden Oak? Victor will introduce you to these communities which are just minutes to the magic. Stop imagining a Disney life and start living your dream today. Call Victor at 407-340-9375 and don't forget to mention that you heard all about Victor here on the Chip and Company Podcast Network. Head over to CelebratingFlorida.com and start living your magical life today.
Anyway, uh, did you guys say, it seems like we probably covered the scare zones to the point where we wanted to cover the scare zones. Anything more you want to say about those? Um, I, 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 I don't think it was a strong year for scare zones. Once again, I love the characters, um, but I, I don't think it was a strong year. There is that one in the Be trees over by kind of was, animal actors. That's, that's usually that got people. Yeah. Believe it was, or not for the smallest street that got people. What is it this year? I was going to add, uh, it's ju that's jungle of doom. Okay. Yeah. Um, they normally decorate it with the very cool pumpkin lights. But this year they did these bats with the bat mm -hmm. eyes and they do all change color now and then, which is a very yep. cool effect. I also do love the level of the fog in there because there are times you can't see in front yep. of you, which personally, that's what I want. That's what makes it scary. I like that you're taking my vision away a little. Rob, I had a scooter that luckily, usually it annoys me when they're honking their horn, but they were honking. I couldn't see anything. I ended up having to like step to the side and jump on the side of the scooter a little bit. I was like, I'm so sorry. And she took a couple of feet to stop. She luckily stopped. But yeah, I had to jump on to get out of her way. That's funny. So we talked least favorite houses. Stranger Things was Rob's. Mark, what was your least favorite house? Chucky. 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 Okay, let's talk yeah, Chucky. We talked Stranger Things. Let's talk Chucky. Rob, I know this huh? is near the top of your list, correct? Uh, middle. I'll say middle. Middle. Oh, okay. Of the road. I thought Chucky. you liked it more than that. Okay. Um, I do like it. It's not, it, it's nothing. It's nothing against Chucky. There's just so many things that I think are really great. Um, is it based off I the new Chucky television show, or is it kind of bringing yeah. in all the movies together? It's based on the new show. So first of all, I think you need to be a Chucky fan, and it's seasons one and two on the show. But this is where I think the creativity comes in that I personally like that. I just don't know if people are missing it. I, and, and I will say this off the bat. It is not a very scary house, in my opinion. Um, but the point of the house is Universal made this house for Chucky based on the TV series. They invited Chucky to see the house. Chucky hates the house. He wants to up the kill count. So he takes over the house. He starts killing the people that are working the house. He That's the point of the house. And I and that aspect of it is such a chucky thing i think it's i think it's fantastic feels to me like they overthought it mark it's your least favorite is that what they potentially did for you so rob's elevator pitch is like spot on and that's that sounds like a great house problem is and it was the blum house last year they you have the queue outside and you're like oh my god that's such a long queue okay this is and it fast then, and the furious right yes mm -hmm. yeah on the side street there where the megan supposedly perform um and then you go into a shop then you go into the family backyard of the auto mechanic warehouse then you're like okay getting closer then you go into this giant car garage warehouse and you see more queue so you're already in a bad mood but luckily they have videos in there you're like okay you know what you're getting into see last then, year last year it worked because it was actually two houses in one so you, you on, at least felt like you were on. getting your wait times worth sorry Hang on. And then you go into a smaller room where the, the party buses, yeah. party buses stored. So you're like, oh my God, there's one more bleeping room. Okay. That's then the best room, by the way, though. Best AC in the whole best event air conditioning. is that room. It gets <laughs> bonus points for that. So then you finally go into the house and there's like a little puppet Chucky there, which I actually loved. The little puppet Adam Chucky. It's an animatronic and it's fantastic. That's Is one it? of the best animatronics I've ever yep. seen Universal do. It it reminded me when they did the street zone or the scare zone where they had the Chucky show in it. That was cool. 
So you go through the first house, and I've seen seasons one and two, um, so I was up to date. And about midway through, everybody thinks the house is over. And I was at first pissed. I was just like, I waited all that for that. Then you go through. Could you say you did say mother? Well played. Well played, Brian. I think, yeah, you go through the like the first house, then there's a gap, then you go through the second house. So, Brian, like you remember with Blumhouse, it's two houses in one. Yeah, it was, so it is what, a what was the first house? one? It was, some, it was something, and then it was the phone call. But, yeah, it was yeah, Black it, Phone. And, yeah, Black uh, Phone. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But it was like two yeah. legit separate houses. What was it? Black Phone and Death Date? No. No, it why was I, it was a name. It was a word. It was like a. It was like a standby. Uh, it listeners, was a name. The old men are trying to remember it. Yeah, I'll, I know. I'm bl- I'm blanking now. I'll look it up. But uh, anyway, so yeah. there was the split um, between the houses, but it was still one yeah. house. So still one big house with an intermission, um, and then you go through the second one, and um, my like my nieces didn't find it scary. Um, it has some cool effects in it. Um, the concept of the house cool the storyline for the house uh, freaky and yeah, black phone freaky, freaky was the yeah, vince, was right. freaky was the vince vaughn like freaky friday yeah. Type yes. of deal. yeah 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 um but it it right away was my least favorite house uh, least scariest house and it didn't gain any ground throughout the run hmm it's too bad do you think the i mean part of it is it's such a big queue line it's becoming one of the places where they put the top two or three houses, right? Just because it's such a big queue line. Because Chucky's no. supposed to be one of the top two or three, isn't it? Stranger Things and then The Last of Us is um, in the parade building way behind Men in Black. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But, but I would say Chucky's the third for wait times this season. Okay. Yeah, you okay. might not be wrong there. Rob, are you, are you caught up on the show? Did it at least feel true to the show? I mean, it was it was true to the show, and even the show makes fun of itself. Like, like yeah. if you watch the sh- the show, Chucky, kind of at the end of certain episodes, it's like him talking to you, and he'll have like guests, like he's interviewing them. So, in in that aspect, I thought in general it's very true to the show, and it's true to Chucky, but it's certainly not very. It's not the scariest. So, if if you're looking for the scariest, you're going to be disappointed. But mm. I think it's fun. I want to see the animatronic. Last year, we knew Chucky was coming this year because they made a future announcement that Chucky was coming next year. Did they make any announcement this year to, of next year's house? Have they done anything like not, that this year? Not yet. Okay. Nothing I'm yet. guaranteeing there'll be a monster's house again. Because there was a, well, there was a Chucky like box that you could take a picture in last year. Like that's kind of yeah, how Which they, they don't have yeah. up this year, which I thought was kind of funny since they do have the since Chucky they house. they have the house. Yeah. And there's going to be, there's always going to be a monster's house. Monsters is, yeah. the, that's the traditional universal. They should always have a monster's house. And, and that's always one of the best houses, if not the best house. Um, can we also bring up the attire that Rob, and Allie got uh, engaged in was Chucky and uh, Tiffany. Yes. Beautiful. Chucky you, and Bride of Chucky. You dressed as yeah. Tiffany? That's so cool. I think we're alone now. <laughs> oh, come on, Rob. <laughs> the Last of Us. I think the show is absolutely brilliant. I thought it was made to be a Halloween Horror Nights house. This is like legit the first time we're discussing the house as a whole, other than its music. So, Rob, what about The Last of Us House? Oh, Brian, we're going to have to break your heart, though. Yeah, it's based on the video game, I know. not the TV uh, show. Yeah, I, okay. didn't, I so, did know that. I knew it was a, the PlayStation version, yes. 
I which think they put that little symbol on it, real small, in the front of the house to let people yeah. know. Yeah, but I mean the, if, the the show was pretty good. Yeah. To the video yep. game, so all things yeah. considered, it's a similar yeah. story at least. Rob, I liked the music, the little guitar thing. I thought that got me pumped for the house. You know what? It, you got to remember, in years past, though, like it was the weekend last year. It was a dance party <laughs> in that queue. So I, hate, oh, yeah. I hated, I hated that house. I thought the weekend house was a disaster. It grew on me. Oh, it really and did. It was, and before it. that, it was the Netflix one, um, Haunting of uh, Hill House. Hill House, yeah. which yeah, Hill House was, was a creepy one. Hill House was good. But my problem with the weekend is I don't really... I mean, I guess I know his music, but I don't follow like his music videos and the stories he was telling. And that, like, he was he was building up to that house for years for his I'm fans, glad, and I just wasn't one of them. I I'm just glad the Billie Eilish house didn't happen. Yeah, I mean, they're gonna. We'll see what happens in the future. But as, as far as the last of, as the far office. as the Last yes. of Us, if you are not a fan of the game. I think it's already going to be knocked down a little bit of a notch for you because it does follow along with the game. Even the way some of the characters early on jump out, it's very video game-esque. When you finally get to see some of the zombies, there's a great clicker room. You see the first bloater. Like, if you're a fan of the game, I think you're going to love love this house. Um, I think it's true to it that way. If you're not, don't wait the 100 minutes. I think there's other places you might want to spend your time. All right. Mark, anything else on that? Um, it was the only house that was underposted. So bravo to our wait time posters. Um, I Rob said it best. Um, it was really great, but I admit I only did it twice just because that wait time for it was killer. But yeah, I, I thought set direction and all that, it looked amazing. You definitely felt like you stepped into that world. Although the clips I've seen from the one in Hollywood, they had elements that I wish we would add here. Always, sadly. Yeah. Yep. I feel that way about Chucky in Hollywood too. Like I've watched some of those walkthroughs. They always oh. they do seem they they seem to do it a little better in California. Nobody does it better. Rob, I'm gonna say two words. I'm gonna let you wax poetic. Monsters unmasked. <laughs> Listen, man, this house. It gets better. It, it, it's fantastic. The 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 monsters they picked this year are great. Um, Invisible Man, Phantom of the Opera, um, the Hunchback, and Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. The the Mister Hydes, if you get hit with all of them, are some of the scariest monsters that they've put. There is a fantastic Hunchback scare that they actually have him on a bungee. And he just starts going towards you, like, for, and, and he starts falling. You don't know what's, what's going to happen, and it catches him as he's falling. And, and right before he gets you, they also do the best. And this is the key for me: it's the best team scares every single year. And there's a couple of different ones, but there's this big one at towards the end where you get hit with uh, with Phantom. Then hides right here in your face, and you think you're going to escape it. The Invisible Man comes out. They always do a crazy triple scare. They did it last year with Dracula and the and the Wolfman and the Mummy. They they just kill it. So it's it's unbelievable. It's the scariest. The the makeup, the mask. It's scary. It gets me every time. I love it. The Invisible I can't say Man. You could say you didn't see it coming. I see what you Play did, it, Brian. Play it. Play it. Mark, what do you think of Monsters Unmasked? Beautiful house. Um, it was in my top half categories, just like the other monster houses. Rob's right. That um, Mr. Hyde, 
Skeritor? Oh my god. Like I went through it again last night. I just kept looking at it going, You're really effing scary, man. Is the um, is the bungee is the the hunchback on the bungee because that's the same it's the same building where they did um trick or treat and stuff a few years ago. They did the one with the witch in the storybooks. The the witch was on a on a rope or a bungee. Is that right. kind of right at the entrance there? Is that where it's the same house where Beetlejuice was. There, there's no flying bungee this year. I okay. know what, what you're talking about, where they kind of swing. They yeah, they didn't Frankenstein. Okay. They did. Yep. There's none, none of that. He's literally just there, and it's like he's going to fall on you. You think he's yep. going to fall on you, That's and, awesome. and yep. you're not expecting it. It's amazing. That's awesome. Um, and, I mean, stepping in there, you have the police constable um, warning you all to stay off the streets in France. Um and then the Phantom. Is that the Phantom who's talking to him, like taunting him? Or no, the Invisible so Man? It's it, the Invisible it, Man. It took us a okay. couple of times because then at some point you hear a voice next to you. He can't see who's talking to him because it's the yeah. Invisible Man. It took me a little. And they do a fake rain in that first yep. room that yep. you feel like you're outside walking in this gloomy rain. You get hit with a little AC, a little wet yep. rain. It sets the mood. I love it. It definitely gets my vote for most underrated. Um I see that wait time kind of low a lot. So please go to that one. It's always low because it's not, it's, it's too scary. The, the, the people want to go to the friendly ones. They want to go to the Chucky. They want to go to the stranger things. That one is legitimate scary. And I think younger people don't have that monster attachment. You did not take your boys to that one. No, 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 I know. What not are the most, considered. what are the most, so you took your boys, they went to three houses the most quote unquote yes. family friendly of the three. What were the three houses you took them to? Uh, Stranger Things, Dueling Dragons, and except for the language and the the blood, but I'm still gonna say Chucky. Okay. Ooh, God, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, well, but here's just the from thing. a from it's a fear standpoint, like 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 Mark said, it's not scary. So unless yeah. you're gonna be, unless they're actually scared by the doll, which my kids are not past that point, and True. and Nate, listen, they. They're 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 ten and eleven. They know what words are bad words that they shouldn't say and what's not. If they're if they're going to see it for for fun value, I don't mind it. If they went to school the next day and started saying some of the stuff, then we're having a different story. But I know that they can appreciate it for what it is. And it and like I said, it wasn't too scary. Every other house, there's something in there that would I I would be fearful. It's too much for them. It's not worth it. that. They're gonna keep them. That's gonna keep them out of out of bed at night and kind of keep them awake. Exactly. That's fair. Exactly. Brian, is there a time frame in your mind when you're going to bring your kiddos? Oh, not for not for a bit. My okay. my kids still get pretty pretty scared at at stuff pretty easily. So, it, well, it and by the way, little, little disclaimer, I wouldn't do this if we didn't go as much as we did. Like we scoped out this event many nights as we yeah. do every year. I I we very specifically choreographed the night of exactly what the kids would like. And, and I'm so proud of us all. We did it brilliantly. It was, it was just our, it was the best family thing I think we've, we've ever done. Rob, are you okay sharing like how old your kids are? That way if parents are listening. Yeah, I said it. They're, yeah, yeah, said it. My, yeah okay. my, my boys are 10, yeah, they're 10 and 11, my boys. Okay. But don't just take them. Like you can do it. There's more wrong ways to do it than right yeah. ways to do it with kids that age. Way, yeah. way many wrong ways. I saw, I saw a family pushing a stroller through a scare zone a couple years ago. I still see that every night, it's Brian. Crazy. Every single every night. night. It's crazy. Crazy to me. Yep. Uh, we are um, stuck. Also, they, get, they get mad at the character when they scare them. I'm like, that's what you're here <laughs> for. 
But most of the scare actors love playing along with the kids. They don't want yeah. you to not want to come back. Right. I think that a lot of them are very good at kind of knowing what to do for who. Like they see a group of high school high schoolers, they're going to scare them. But if they see a kid, they want the kid to feel safe and and be approachable. Yeah, yeah. The the characters, man, like as good as theme park cast members, team members come. Like they're absolutely fantastic, mm-hmm. except for that one guy that did dead reckoning or whatever dead silence a few years ago but um (laughs) uh i know we're stuck on houses but i want to keep talking about them rob your favorite you talked about yeti like the yeti campground what what was so good about that one yeti is always fun because first of all the yetis are just great they're scary but 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 they're fun i feel like they're fun scary and they'll get you there's some some big guys i i um, there's one scene that I like this year where there's like a camper that comes out to investigate something. And then the Yeti comes out and, and gets the camper and pulls the camper away. And she's like yelling, ah, you know, it's like, it's always a, it's always a fun house. I feel very safe in Yeti, even though it's these, it's these big monsters. I don't, I don't know. I speak to that, Mark. I don't know if there's more to say. They're mythical. Um, they're mythical enough, right? Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> According to Marshall on How I Met Your Mother, they're real. But um, <laughs> I, the first Yeti house, unlike Rob, it took a while to grow on me. I did not understand the love for that house. Um, this house, I loved it right away. Um, but it has one of the like the most horrifying death scenes of any house in a long time. Um, I'm just gonna, you know, listeners. Here comes a graphic warning. Um, I'm gonna just talk in a lower voice so that it doesn't come off as horrifying as you're listening to you're, you're talking in a lower um, voice but you're closer to the mic so it's actually yeah, a louder you sound louder <laughs> so sorry oh my God, <laughs> so there's unfortunately a child yeti that won't be making it home to mom and dad yeti um a, a camper who was who in his mind was doing the right thing and was brave killed the child Yeti. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everyone. But Is that why mom and if, dad Yeti are just ticked off? I, no, it's like a couple of scenes in. But if you're team Yeti, the Yetis get revenge and take out that kid who celebrates a little too early and is standing over the body. And then a big giant Yeti comes and takes him out. This so, sounds awesome. Revenge of the Yeti. Marky <laughs> Mark. Three next year. <laughs> Marky Mark, Blood Moon. Okay. So near the beginning of the park usually has the lowest wait time. Um, I think it's just because of the location, you know, it's not really near other houses and things to do. Um, I get an M night Shyamalan. Is it that, is it that very front one where they used to have killer clowns and stuff right across from Bourne? Is that the, no, 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 no. It's after the store on the left. And before you get to minions, there's that street there. That's a new, that's where you go in and then you go, into a soundstage queue. They've used the they've sound- used it before, like years ago for Dust Till Dawn. They don't always use it, but but the yeah. cool thing is you get to walk up right by old Nickelodeon Studios. Yeah, I was gonna it's say always, it's like on your way to what used to be <laughs> Blue Man Group, right? Like that's where you mm-hmm. would yes. go for that. You're okay. walking exactly. between that and uh, Repride Rockets queue. Okay. Um. So just the red moon visual. The you have several scenes where are they real? Aren't they real? Um. You even have like little kid puppets playing Ring Around the Rosie under the yep. red moon it it just every scare worked every time um it wasn't like there was an off night or anything but like i said it felt like a rare good m night Shyamalan movie 
Rob, anything else on Blood Moon? Yes, they have the, a couple of things that I really like uh, that he hit on is like like there's one scene where you're walking through like a church and there's mm-hmm. people sitting in the church. You don't know who's a real scare actor and what's a mannequin that's there. Like those rooms always really get me because the rooms are kind of big and you don't know who's going to jump out at you when. And I think there's two or three of those types of rooms. Yeah. Um, that really is in, the most disconcerting house. part of any of these houses is when you get into a room that's you're like. There was, should not be a room this size in a building this small. Like, how is this possible? Where's the scare coming from? Yes. Well, you even exactly. have it at the end there to get out. You have to walk through a room of people in cloaks, and you're going, mm-hmm. nope. And nope. this this was an original concept, correct? This was not. Yeah. Okay. Original. Yes. And they did they did a great again. They did a fantastic job. And just in general, I'm not even sure if there's one in this house. I want to shout out the projections that they've done this year in scare zones and in houses. They've really stepped up their game where you'll see a shadow projection of something happening that fits perfectly and it really grabs your attention. Yes. Dueling Dragons. Rob. I love uh, the choose your ending. Oh, like, oh really? That's cool. That. Yeah, go ahead, Mark. Yeah. No, Rob, go ahead. Did, like. Did you know like there's a different winner like every like other hour or something like that? I do know that here. So I have chosen correctly where you get Mer- if you choose correct Merlin's narrating. Wait, wait, wait. The whole you could say you have chosen wisely. You've chosen yes. That's basically what happens. You if you pick the right way, you you get one scare either way. And then if you picked right, Merlin comes out. Yep. Now, I know something else happens if you pick wrong. But every time I've picked wrong, I seem to be getting the switch. I haven't gotten another scare or whoever should be where Merlin is. So I still well, have missed that no matter how many times I've gone through. You saw Merlin's head, though, right? When you got wrong? No. See, that's what I haven't done yet. Is that So that's what the scary know. one is. Merlin, yeah, Merlin gets Merlin. murdered? If yeah, you Merlin lose, if you pick the wrong one, he gets murdered. That's what I've heard, and I haven't seen it. Like Mark said, though, the costumes are are crazy. They like if you if you're passing the ice demons, they have these body suits that light up with different blue, and and then same thing for for the red. There's so much stuff going on in that house. And again, if you're a fan of the old Dueling Dragons ride, it's that nice little touch for the big fans. Where in the park yeah, is this walk, one located? Um, next to so you go to the New York between Public Yeti Library. and. Yeah, yeah, right there. You go to the New York Public Library, just past Fallon, and then you got Dragon's Entrance okay. on the left and Yeti on the right. Poltergeist um, area. And I, I mean, the house, you got the two dragons, somewhat like the entrance of the area, the ride. That was really cool. I think my only gripe is that the characters had the lights on their chest. And when they went back into their boohole, I wish they could have turned it off so you didn't know they were there. Yeah. So yeah, I, you I kind of like saw the glow from the light and you're like, oh, they're right there. So motion activated. That'd be awesome. Or even click on. But they cast spells and you see lights light up in the walls whenever they're shooting fire and ice at each other. So um, that was cool. That sounds awesome. That sounds awesome. Yeah, it's good. I don't think yeah. we talk about all 10, but we got close. Any other houses you want to feel like we need to talk um, about? The- Honestly, the only two I think we didn't really talk about is uh, the Dr. Oddfellow origin tales and the darkest deal, which is uh, basically a, a, a musician sells his soul yep. to the devil. I um, love it's a little close to home, though, way. huh, Mark? Or huh, Rob? 
it's a little closer that, to home I, there. You know, it's funny. <laughs> it, it, it was. It's very. I think it's a cool house. There's a guy when you first walk in that's kind of like the devil with the contract, and then yes. like the name appears, kind of the way Ariel appears on Ursula's contract in Little Mermaid. <laughs> like it, it just kind of writes itself, and you're like, how does it do that? Also, outside that house. There's it's the old Shrek outhouse, which they don't say talk about repurposing stuff. It fits perfectly. Um, I made a video on that, too, because it blew my mind. It was great. But uh, and yeah, another it's it's a it's a cool house. It's it's middle of the roadish for me. Some days are better, but it's it's I enjoy it. I and that house has another one of those rooms where you're like, who's real? Who's not? I think it's the the. Was it the bar scene? Where, um, yes, where he's on stage there's, and there's yes. But just past him, there's a demon creature sitting in a chair. I'm not gonna lie, the first time two times I went through it, I didn't look at the like the skeleton. I'm like, that guy jumps up, I'm down, I'm on the ground. <laughs> but it it's not real, but still I never because I was like, watch, at some point they're gonna replace this dummy with a character. So I both of those houses, um, Oddfellows, it reminded me of the puppet house that they had uh, another year. I, I think both yeah. of those houses are highly underrated, and I really enjoyed them. Darkest Deal. Like, I always wonder, like, was this a concept for a film that just didn't make it all the way through that they turned into? Like, I mean, obviously, in the very early stages, like, it's got to be fun to be on the writing committee for these for these original concept houses. That's pretty neat. They do full podcasts on that, actually. They yeah. have a Horror Nights YouTube channel where they have the creators sitting around the round table, and I've listened to a couple of them, and they're really very interesting. It, it sounds like a great team to be on. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, Exorcist, you know, it, it that's an easy concept to scare people. Um, I think the original house, when you walked in the soundstage and you saw the light coming through the window, was a great start. This one, unfortunately, it's the movie's not out for another two weeks so it is based on the movie that hasn't even come out yet yeah which yes. they've, done before. they've done that before um so it 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 had that to compete with so you're just going off the fact exorcist okay um so i i don't know if that helped it or hurt it it has a always a strong wait time but i think it had some good scares in it well but, you both you both called it the scariest house correct Oh, no, you both guessed uh, that it was no. the scariest, but neither of you said yeah. it was. That's right. Um, it, it, I think it's my number two scariest. I'll definitely tell you it's the creepiest. Yeah. Um, it's mostly demons and the creepy girl. Like, that's the house. Yeah. I will tell you, it did give us the very first scare of that house on one of the times we went. Gave us the biggest scare we have ever had at a Horror Nights event. So we did not see this guy coming, demon. He came out of nowhere and stayed with us. And me and Allie went to the into the wall on the other side of the thing. And like I actually I don't usually check on her after, but for the next like room or so, I'm like, You're okay, right? She's like, Yeah, I'm fine. But it was it was a good scare. And I thank that actor from the bottom of my soul for that. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Let's talk food. I know we've gone a little bit long. Thank you so much for sticking with us, but we're talking about one of the best events in the Central Florida area. If you listen to the Chipping Company Pod Podcast Network, you probably know a few things about Universal Studios. Let's talk food. Um, the the food is generally good. The lines are too long. For so is the event is the event just keeps getting cr more crowded and crowded as years go by? Is that what it is, no, or I? I first off, team members, you're working your butt off. I've seen yes. you working your butt off. This is not about you. This is always about the people who control the money and the staffing. Um, the lines are too long. Every line 
Um, I I think I saw one TikTok that <laughs> described it best. Um, every line is an hour to two hours. I said, screw that. I waited 30 minutes for a pretzel instead. And that's essentially what it is. If you don't want to wait in line for a, a house, you're going to wait. I For my first pizza skull, I waited 20 minutes um, for a $9 pizza skull. Um, the line for the Last of Us food, super long. The lines mm-hmm. in the New York area and even by Minions Cafe, super long. Um, they They lost some money for me. Because the lines were too long. I was ready to go every night and eat something from there, but lines were too long. Yeah. Um, and I did get the the one hamburger. It the had blood like, of, it, the, yes. it was it got a it it got a thumbs down for me. It was kind of small. Um, I didn't really taste the toppings that well. Um, I gotta talk about the hot dog, Brian. It was like birthday cake confetti bun, I think. And then you had a red hot dog. You had Kool-Aid um, uh, pickles on top. And then some bubblegum flavoring for the sauce on it. It sounds like a kid just said, screw it. I'm going to make whatever I want. I was going to say, it just sounds like but, my son became Betty Crocker for the day. I know. See, the problem is when I had the hamburger, I wasn't. I was like, okay, I can say I got it. When I got the hot dog, I was like, you know, I'm glad I got this. I'm not going to get it again, but I'm glad I got it. So that was the difference between the hamburger and the hot so dog. So it wasn't thing. good or it wasn't worth the uh, money. Which which of the two? The hamburger wasn't worth the money. Um, that was like a $15, barely bigger than a slider hamburger. Um, the hot dog was uh, less expensive, um, a little better tasting. If I... I wouldn't run out to get it again, but if if I was bored or curious, I would get it again. So, Rob, any other food items you want to call out or something you haven't tried you want to get to besides um, the Hawaiian twi- pizza? If you if you get twisted taters that are cooked right, they're good, but sometimes mm. they're soggy and oily, so I've been staying away from them. Um, pizza fries and s'mores yeah. fries are are always a classic. I yeah. I get those multiple times. We introduce those to the kids. I recommend it. Um, there is that stew that I want to try over by the DeLorean, but they just keep not having it. Yep. Um, and other than that, I, I don't wish I would say don't waste your time on a long food line unless there's really something you want. You can usually find a quieter food line. And those tacos, I was saying, those are always good. That taco stand that's over by Cafe La Bamba. Um, th- those are always good. They make them fresh. So sometimes they take a while if it's crowded. So those are that's the that is the only problem really with the food. But Rob, I'm at Halloween Horror Nights. I'm there all night. I want a true meal. I want to sit down. I want to eat a meal. Where are you going? Um, I would either order something from Minions Cafe or even Richter's is usually quiet if you just want to sit and eat. And the pizza is really good. Even if you go to uh, Cafe uh, Louis there, uh, Louis restaurant. I was like, I Cafe Louis, great seating. The pasta is good. The pizza is good. Yeah, they have pizza fries there. And they have pizza fries. I've gotten it there um, twice this season. So yeah, yeah I recommend I recommend those for if you just want to eat and it's it's good food and you're probably not going to wait a long time. I almost always end up at Richter's for whatever reason, like just because yeah. that's where I'm at when it's raining or whatever. Uh, I think Richter's is good. I like it. Their their chocolate uh, milkshake is fantastic. So good. All right. Uh, I want to hear more about sure. the Dementors. 
Death Eaters. Death Eaters. That's what yeah. I meant. D Dementors would actually, it's so funny. That'd be even better. Mix those up. They would be amazing. I like the Death Eaters for what they are. I mean, you have them already, so why they weren't even there in previous years makes no sense. But they're not, at the, the they're not at the night bus. They're only inside Diagon Alley, correct? Yes. Okay. Yeah, they're not outside. Outside, you got to be inside. It gives people a reason to, you know, to go in there besides just the ride during Horror Nights. They got this wonderful green light. They do a whole little show. Then they go out into the crowd so you can get some pictures, get some video. Then when their time's up, they end up back on that stage. They do a little thing. Fire comes up and they're gone. It's If you're a Harry Potter fan, I don't know how you miss it. Mark, anything to add on the Death Eaters? I thought it was going to be an actual like show, kind of like the story time. But, you know, it, it's definitely something small and brief. Um, if you, I mean, like I said, the Death Eaters get in your face with their wand and everything. So they're going to get real up close and personal. So Potter fans, you'll, and you'll be entertained. If you're using Halloween Horror Nights as a way to visit Universal Studios, some of the rides might be worth your time. However, if you have a chance to go to Hall or to Universal Studios on not during the event, should you waste your time, for lack of a better term, riding a single ride throughout the event? Not if you have other opportunities to go, but for somebody like me that goes often, sometimes I'll take a break. We had the kids the other day. I'll use the low wait times for things like Transformers and Men in Black just to get a break, to sit down, and we do something fun. But there is no difference say, on the ride whatsoever. All the no rides are exactly the same. It's not like okay. the Halloween party at Disney or Magic Kingdom. Okay. No. Yeah. By the way, I, I know that we're, we're probably running long. We should touch on Nightmare Fuel Tribute Store and David yes. Pumpkins before we go. Please do. That's where oh, I was. God. I was headed right Rob. to Nightmare Fuel. Go ahead. Uh, Nightmare Fuel, personally, in is the Fear not Factor my... Theater, correct? Yes, in the Fear Factor Theater. It is not my personal favorite show, but I will tell you it has weights. People rave about this. There are people that go every night to see this show. It's like a crazy late night adult Cirque du Soleil where they're doing aerial acts. They have fire tricks, fire twirlers. It always has a little nightmare story theme that somebody falls asleep and has a nightmare. It is a wonderful show. It has a lot of athleticism. A lot of time goes into it. I would, I prefer the comedy show. I miss a Bill and Ted style show every year because I think it needs a comedy aspect. But if you are going once, I think everybody would recommend you see this show. I've seen a nighttime show where somebody has a nightmare and it gets taken over by Ursula and other villains as well. <laughs> Mark, do you like Nightmare Fuel? This is, this is one of the many perks of having Rob on a show. Um, <laughs> nightmare Fuel, it... Um, what, Hey, no, I'm going to sound like a broken record. To the performers, you all are amazing. You all are in great shape. You all are talented. <laughs> I don't know if I'll ever be able to do anything close to what you can do. Like, we won't. No, yeah, I didn't. I gave myself a little hope. Um, but I saw it a couple years ago, and I dug it when it had, like, illusions and the storyline and all that. But now it's it's over. It's done. I'm happy. It brings joy to so many people. Um, there is rumblings on the street. I hate, I'm not really a gossiper, but it, there are rumblings on the street that it is its final year. If so, I'm not going to miss it. Um, they need to do something, I believe, better. Um, but I honestly, Rob, I've told so many people, don't go see that show. Go wait in line for a house instead. 
I don't disagree with you, but I just know the response from the crowd. And I know right. I feel like I'm in the minority that don't need to go see it. It's not why I'm there. No, I'm, I'm with you in the minority then. Uh, permission to give a hot take? Feeling Please. Hot, hot. I think the David S. Pumpkins entire skit is the most overrated thing in the history of Saturday Night Live. Why should I care about it being at Halloween Horror Nights? Wait, Brian, Brian, I'm going to tell you this. The David S. Pumpkin at Horror Nights made me extremely uncomfortable to the point where I, I saw it. He looked in my direction, and once again, nothing against the actor. He's doing his job, and he's doing it well, as L. O. Cool J says. But um, I, I had to awkwardly walk away because I was very uncomfortable by the David S. Pumpkin, and I was worried that friends were going to ask me to go over there because I would have told them, no, I'm uncomfortable by the David S. Pumpkin. I don't think it's a funny skit. I don't like it's. I I just don't get it. Rob, do you get it? It so, brings people joy, like Rob says. I was gonna say. Uh, now I love the skit. I think the skit. I I think it's very funny because I don't it's know why, but I laugh at the skit as well. Because well, I, it's for me. It's simple. It's Tom Hanks acting so ridiculous, yeah. and then on top of it, Keenan always sells it. Keenan can almost yeah. do no wrong for me. Now that being said, and I'm not putting anything against the guy doing it. It's such a unique character. I feel like it's got to be so, Tom Hanks on, and he's not it, – it doesn't come off that way for me. It's not something I need to see. I like the idea of it, but I don't like the execution of it. I I saw a lot of people – they didn't know for the first two weeks if that was an actual universal performer or just someone pretending. And there was a lot of – like I was checking out the fan groups. Like just cosplaying? Yeah. Because that's, that's just it. Rob knows He's not, about uh, Rob knows about dressing up as David S. Pumpkin. I have the there. suit. Yes, I have the yeah. suit. So I saw people dressed up in David S. Pumpkin like the first week, and I guarantee Halloween week people will. So I was with them. I didn't know if this was just some overly passionate guy or nope. And then, of course, I found out, nope, this is universal approved. And it's one actor. You either see him or you don't. If he's on break, there's right. nobody there. It's a, it's yep. one guy that is him, which I kind of like that they did to keep it consistent. Yes. Right. But it's it's not giving me enough of the Hanks vibes to make it something I need to do. Yeah. I mean, again, I think it's one of the most overrated SNL skits of all time. And the fact that they brought it back was even worse. I, th I, I, I hate that skit. I hate that skit. But I've Tom Hanks drives me nuts within the last 10 years of his career. So... Um, we've talked about it. We'll talk about it later too. But uh, what was the last thing, Rob? You said we wanted to make sure we talk about. We got we got to mention the tribute store. The tribute yes, store. Yes, please do. Is, wait, is wait, 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 wait. So last quick about the show, Rob. Yes. Do you want or about Megan's? Do you want them to do another like pop up show like that? Where like I know people were speculating, saying it's between the hour and fifteen after. Do you want Universal to do more shows like that going forward, like the Megan's? Yes, I think pop-up shows are great because, and, and very simply because I know you have a lot of Disney fans on the show. It's like Streetmosphere that they that they used to have at Hollywood Studios. I want things oh. to, to, I I want things to pop up and keep you in, engaged, and it doesn't have to be waiting on it. Like I said, you might go to see Nightmare Fuel, and you're not going to get into that show, and you might have to either sit there for an hour and a half till the next show. Or I don't want that. I like that things are going to pop up and surprise me in different places. Like, oh, what's going on over there? I think it adds to it. So I am all for pop-up shows. Those cavalcades were one of like the only good things about the parks during COVID. Yes. But. I and then hot take, Universal is doing a better job with Streetmosphere 
performers and atmosphere. Disney is fading it out and keeping them behind railings. Universal, just I walked through my, on my last day there for Horror Nights, and there was characters everywhere for you to dance with, photos with, watch, laugh with. It was great. Good on Universal. I'll give you this, though. Universal also, the characters can kind of fend for themselves because like, like Beetlejuice is a great example. If you see Beetlejuice on any given day at universal, not at horror nights, but it, he'll be rude to you. You're not going to get on. <laughs> you're not going to outwit Beetlejuice. Like, so if you're, if you're going to try to play with him or do something, whatever, he can take care of himself. Whereas like Gaston's not going to be allowed to Donald Duck's not going to be allowed to. So I think that that makes it more easily available at universal that the characters can be out and about. Right. True. Good point. I wish Winnie the Pooh would insult you. Uh, right? Tribute Store. Tribute Store is its own iconic thing of Horror Nights every year. This year was no different. They brought you into your own comic book. And th the people who make it, they've, they've actually written a comic book. That's why it's all comic themed. And I think they're going to do it over the next four years where the whole tribute store is themed to these four short stories that are in this comic book. We actually have it. It's, I can't reach it right now, but it's a little further away from me. But uh, it's beautiful stories. One is based on the Boris Schuster character, which they made a, a house a, about a year or two ago that you can actually see on, on the street in New York across from where the Blue, Blues Brothers are. Um, there's some cool projection effects in there. There's always a place to get uh, new food, a little dessert stand, if you will, for the event. And then you can always be part of the action by paying to do something. Um, this year, it's get your face on one of five comic book covers, which uh, Ali and I did. We made sure we got in there early. So we are in the tribute store on this hallway wall that they line up uh, everybody that has purchased one of these covers and sent it a picture. And you get to keep it at the end of the season. That's awesome. That's really cool. I like it. Mark, you got anything else on Horror Nights 32 before we wrap it up? Uh, tribute store. Loved it. Great photo opportunities. Great merchandise. Um, the food, not the best year for food that they've had, but they always usually have great food. So having a small down year, but I loved the photo opportunities in that store. Stepping into the black and white comic book, even with the black and white rain with the, like you said, the projection graphics, it was great. Amazing. So great photo opportunity. Rob, we kept you longer than we'd planned on, but we really appreciate you coming on to talk one about, about one of your ultimate favorite things. Anything else you want to make sure gets a mention before we get you out of here? I, I don't think so. If you have any questions, you can message me. I will skip dinner to talk to anybody about this event. I love it that much. Yeah. Rob, tell people how they can find you on social media and hear your lovely voice in person or online. Uh, you, you can find me at piano underscore Rob on Instagram or TikTok or my small YouTube, or just look me up my name, Rob Volpe, on, on Facebook. You can see me at the Boathouse, mostly if you're at uh, Disney Springs, occasionally at the Rose and Crown in Epcot, and, uh, and Thursday night on WDW News Tonight on YouTube. Oh, what a fun time. Well, friends, that concludes this episode. We thank you, fans, for uniting with us. For those listeners who want to get in touch with the show, please do so. And for all those who want to stay up to date on everything United We Fan on social media, please join us there as well. Brian, let our fans and listeners know how to stay up to date on everything UWF. You can find us on Instagram at UnitedWeFan underscore podcast, Facebook at UnitedWeFan, the podcast, or shoot us an email, UnitedWeFanPodcast at gmail.com. Thank you again, and listen to us wherever you check out your podcast. 
Till we unite again, fans, remember, when it comes to Halloween Horror Nights, never go alone! Right, Brian? Brian? Hello? Anyone? Brian?